to only the best internet radio station playing only the best music in the world. This is The Cross. The Cross. The Cross. Your number one radio station playing only the best music in the world. This is your number one radio station. Hello guys, good morning wherever you are today. Um, I hope you get you are having a great start to the weekend. I hope you had a great Friday night last night. Uh, we were here with you from 7 to 8 um, talking on Shift Talk. We are here again this morning. Uh, my name is Mr. Mindshift and I'm welcoming you to today's show of the Shift Talk. I hope you guys are excited about today as much as I am. I'm super excited about today. I'm super excited to have you guys here with me. And um, I'm sure we're going to have a great show this morning. Um, today, I just wanted to come this morning and look at a few things here with you so that we can see how um, we can be people who are pursuing purpose, people who are pursuing our visions, people who are pursuing the goals that we want in our lives and see um, and look at a few people that have done it and see how they can help us through that journey. So I'm super excited to have you guys here with me. We'll be kickstarting the show in a minute and we're going to have so much fun today. So um, take your seats. If you're taking your seats, go grab your cup of coffee. If you're a coffee person, go get your breakfast. If you're a person that has breakfast at this time, and just sit down and listen and let us have a chat and a conversation on um, purpose, all right? Um, so I'll be back um, right after the song, and then we'll be kick-starting the show. Um, the song is Sipongwenya Ebenezer. Who's she holding? Who's she 
to only the best internet radio station playing only the best music in the world. This the, is... The Cross. Cross. The Cross. The Cross. Your number one radio station. Playing only the best music in the world. This is... Your number one radio station. Hi guys, welcome back to Shift Talk with Mr. Mindshift. And um, today we'll be talking uh, a bit about destiny. We'll be talking a bit about um, how we often miss our purpose because of certain things that we often neglect because we see them as invaluable or we see them as, um, we see them as not important 
we look at them and we despise them and we often miss our purpose in those things because it is often the things that are despised, it is often the things that we neglect, it's often the things that we think are not that of much value where God usually hides our purpose, where God usually um, places our purpose, um, those things that are neglected, what God usually uses to reveal our purpose to us. So um, today we'll be talking about um, this thing that um, I found in the scripture as I was reading through in the book of First Samuel chapter 17. And as I was reading through, I realized that um, we all know of the story of David, right? We all saw how great he was. Like we always talk and preach about how he defeated Goliath, how he used only just one stone. And we often look at that story and then we often use it to feel like, you know, God is also calling me for a great purpose. Um, we size up our purpose like um, the size of Goliath and say, God has called me for great things. God has called me to do great things in life. He has called me for big things. He has called me to take me to places where I feel like, you know, greatness is all around me. And um, I feel like we often focus on the Goliath story, which is the end point of that passage. And we often neglect the first part that is the vital part of the story where um, David began to show something to us that if he had neglected this one thing that we're going to talk about and the other things that we're going to talk about, then he would have never arrived at the point where he was able to face Goliath in the first place and be able to fight him and defeat him. So it was David's posture or David's humility or David's character or David's um, approach to certain things that led him to be able to come to a point where God ushered him into a season or into a place or into an opportunity or into a setup where he was able to fight with Goliath and win and defeat him. So I need us to look at something in the book of first Samuel um, chapter 17 um, verse number 17 right um, when we look at verse 17 it says then Jesse said to his son David take now for your brothers an epa of this dried grain and these ten loaves and run to your brothers at the camp and carry these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousand and see how your brothers fare bring Bring back news of them. So that is verse 17 and 18, right? Um, so Jesse, who was the father of David, is now calling David his son, his youngest son, and he's telling him, you know what, take this, um, I'll call it a Tupperware now. Take this Tupperware, I've put in some nice things for your brothers inside, you know, I put in some grain, I put in some bread, you know, I believe that was like um, serious food back then. I know right now, like when we're reading and we hear grain and bread, oh man. But I feel like it was some serious food back then, man. It was like some food that you needed when you needed strength, when you're going to fight. Because his brothers were at war and they were fighting, um, the nation in which Goliath was from and the nation that Goliath was re was representing. And they were being uh, slaughtered there by Goliath. He was intimidating them. He was scaring them. He was doing a lot of things to them. So his father was worried because I probably feel like maybe he had news of Goliath. You know, like when you hear, when, when something happens and you hear stuff and you are not there, like when somebody's telling you a story, it has been spiced up. There are a lot of things that have been added to 
it. There are a lot of ingredients. Somebody has added to the true story. I'm sure somebody said um, um, by the new by the time the news came to Jesse, somebody had already said um, Goliath was twice his actual size. They were saying, "Yo, this is a giant that is four times the people that we have." You know, his strength he can lift up cities. You know how we spice up stuff. You know, when we're telling our friends stories, a story of a story, and we add our own spice to it. I feel like some of these people had already spiced up some stuff, you know, and Jesse was worried. So he called his son, David, and said, you know, take this um, Tupperware here, filled in some nice things for your brothers that would um, lift up their spirits if their spirits are low. And then take also these cheeses here so that you can also give it to... Um, to their, their, their commander in the army. So I want us to look at something here. Um, David is a shepherd boy, right? But he comes and his father calls him and he responds to his father. And he approaches his father and his father sends him to his brothers and says, take this tap away to them. A lot of us in this scenario would have had a different um, response to... Uh, to Jesse, to his father, we would have had a different response because um, one thing that if we have a small background of David's life, his father neglected him. He was the shepherd. He, he, he was the one that was cast out of the family. You know, when his brothers went to military school, him, he was sent to go and tend his father's sheep. So his father didn't really like him that much. If you recall, there was a time when Samuel was coming to anoint one of his sons, and he wasn't even called to the party, man. He wasn't even invited, you know. He wasn't even asked to come. So that is telling us that his father didn't really like David. David that much so he always secluded him and he always kept him outside so if we look at that because of um the relationship that Jesse and David had because of that David would have had, um, if it was some of us, we would have had a different response to that thing because we felt like, ah, can't you find somebody else to take this tap away to, to, to your sons that you love? Can't you find somebody else to do this thing? I feel like, you know, I have important things to do than just take um, a scaptine. I don't even have food. You didn't even put food inside for me, at least, Jorge, I should just eat when I'm going to them. How far do you, don't you know that it is far to walk there? Because I believe there were no, there were no, there were no cars by that time if there were donkey carts um you know but probably he was walking so he, he he would have had so many excuses and he would have seen the task as undesirable he would have seen it as a thing like you know you are asking me to take food to your favorite children but now you have not given me food since morning or whatever so he would have despised that task that was given to him by his father due to the relationship that they have and a lot of us are here um while this god is still watching us and trying to reveal or take us to our place of destiny there are a lot of times that he's going to give us tasks that seem beneath us tasks that seem uh, are diminishing to us tasks that seem like um they are destroying our reputation you realize that you've built up a reputation and then there's something that is going to come your way as a task or as an inquiry of the lord to you and you're going to feel like you know what i cannot do this thing because it is below me it is beneath me the kind of level where i'm at right now i cannot be seen 
doing certain things. I cannot be seen uh, going to certain places. I cannot be seen carrying certain things. I cannot be seen walking or doing certain things. So you feel like, you know what, this task is diminishing to me. This task is below me. This task um, is a task that I cannot do because of my stature, because of my level, because of where I am at in life. You just feel like, you know, I'm too big for this thing. I'm too big to do this thing that they are asking of me. I've outgrown that level of where I can be sent to do tasks that are below me. I should be doing tasks where I can be seen on social media, tasks that can uh, increase my reputation, tasks that add to my image, tasks that I feel like, you know, this is something of uh, uh, that a person of my level should be doing. But if if it is below me, I think we can find somebody else. Um, Why don't we just call Tepo and he can come and do it? I mean, I feel like I'm bigger than him in stature, I'm bigger than him in levels, I'm bigger than him in everything. So maybe he's rather the right candidate for him to do this thing. He's rather the right candidate to come and carry out this task. He's he's rather the right candidate to come and do this thing that seems unglorious. Because it wasn't glorious to take food to your brother when you alone, you know, the kind of relationship that you have at home. You know, it, it didn't look like a glorious task. It's not like uh, go and uh, visit the king and tell them this and that. He was being sent uh, on, on, on a seemingly uh, diminishing task, on a seemingly lowly task. So one of the things that I learned is that um, as a person that is pursuing your destiny, as a person that is pursuing your vision or your goal or your purpose in life, you realize that more often than not, our destiny is tied to our obedience to seemingly unglorious tasks. So you need to sit down with yourself and begin to check um, as you go back, as you look back in your life, as you look back in the past and begin to see um, how was your obedience to such tasks? Or are you a person that is obedient to tasks that look like uh, these tasks are not glorious, these tasks are diminishing, these tasks are beneath me? For example, there's one example I like using when I'm talking about this is that um, you realize that maybe in church, as I am a Christian, right? In church, you'll be given an instruction. Let's say um, this week, you're the one that is cleaning the toilets and you feel like, you know what? I'm a CEO in my company. Uh, what are my subordinates going to think if they happen to come to church and they find me cleaning, uh, cleaning toilets? It's, it's, it's not a glorious task. It's not something of my stature that I should be doing. Maybe we should look for some youth there that uh, can do this task because it seems to be in their level. It seems to be in their place. It seems to be in their area. So uh, I cannot do this. I cannot be found cleaning toilets. I cannot be found uh, mopping the house of the Lord. I cannot be found doing small tasks because they do not have any glory tied to them. But the thing about God, he says that uh, God says, he says he uses the foolishness of the world to confine the wise. So a lot of times he uses a reverse psychology on the things of the world. Because once you enter into the world, there are things or there are tasks or there are places or there are things that you do that you are assured or after I do this thing, my name is going to be known. I'm going to be a glorious person. I'm going to have fame. I'm going to blow like the word says. I'm going to trend. You understand? So we look out for tasks that are trending. We look out for uh, 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 things that are trending so that we can also trend. But God often looks for things that are not trending, things that are not glorious, things that people have despised. And he hides glory within them. That as you keep doing these things, as you keep uh, uh, being consistent in that thing, God 
God sees your character and he sees that, you know, this is a person that I can elevate to places of greatness. This is a person that I can elevate to a place of glory. This is a person I can take and boost them and use them for my purpose and give them a glorious destiny. So the first thing that you should know as you're pursuing your destiny or you're pursuing your call or you're pursuing whatever it is that you're pursuing in your life is that more often than not, your destiny is going to be tied to your obedience to unseemly to seemingly unglorious instructions. Okay, so we're going to move on and we're going to look at the second point that I have written here. And and we're going to see another thing as we continue in the scripture. As we continue in the scripture. So we're going to go on to verse... We're going to go on to verse 19, right? The Bible says, Now so, now so, and they all... And all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah, fighting with the Philistines. So David rose early in the morning, left sheep with a keeper, and took things that and took the things, the things that his father had assigned to him, and went as Jesse had commanded him. Right? So we're going to look at that scripture, and it is very profound, and it spoke to me a lot as I was reading this passage, and it spoke to me and it ministered to me about destiny, because you realize that um, often, more often than not, when God is trying to check our capacity, um, he will give us the first task, right? He will give you uh, a, 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 an instruction. He will give you something to do. Um, he will give you a purpose at the beginning of it, its initial phase. For example... Let's say God will ask you to be, let's say, a speaker. So he'll give you that and then he will empower you to speak. And then you'll be there speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking, right? Speaking to people, motivating them, changing their lives. And then God will give you another task. He will say, for example, now I want you to move into this thing. And then he will look at you to see how you juggle both things at the same time. He will look at you and see how you juggle things at the same time. You see how you're going to handle speaking and now how you're going to handle mentorship. For example, let's say now he moves you into the mentorship phase so that he can see your capacity. That uh, Are you a person that carries capacity? How do you handle uh, multiple tasks? Are you a multiple tasker? Can you be trusted or can you be trusted to be responsible with many things that God has intended for your life. So if we look at David here, David was a shepherd boy. So his father had appointed him to be a shepherd, to keep his sheep. So that was his daily task. That was the thing that he did every single morning. So when he woke up every morning, he went to the farm and he tended to his father's sheep. So this one time his father called him and sent him, like we read in the previous two scriptures, that he sent him to his brothers um, with a few packages for them so that he can deliver them to the brothers, right? So there is something that amazes me about David here. He was given a new instruction, but he realized that his father did not relinquish him or he did not... Um, release him from the first one because his first instruction was you are a shepherd boy so you tend the sheep that was his first call or his first instruction or the thing that he was sent to do first right so now he had another thing that he had to do so david did something that is amazing the bible says so david rose early in the morning left sheep with a keeper so david understood that i cannot be in two places at the same time i cannot fulfill this 
second call that my father has granted me and still fulfill the first call that he has given me. So for me to show my capacity and my ability to be trusted with more tasks in the future, for my purpose and my destiny to be enlarged so that I'm not seen as a one-dimensional person, that I can handle many things. And David said, you know what, I'm going to arise early in the morning and I'm going to find somebody who can keep my father's sheep so that I can go and fulfill his second task. All right. So the second thing about our destiny, our destiny is dependent on how responsible we are with what we have first been assigned to. So you realize that you have a first assignment. You must be very diligent with the first assignment and you must be very responsible with it and you must take care of it even though a second assignment has been brought up to you. And I love David because he did not look for any Jack and Jill to look after his father's sheep. The Bible says that he went and he looked for a keeper. He went and he looked for a keeper, which means he went and he sought after a person that was uh, well-knowledged in the area of keeping sheep. He did not just find anyone that was passing by and said, you know, come and look after my father's sheep. When I come back, I will take over again. He understood the importance of doing the job well. He understood of doing the job, the importance of doing the job to the fullness of its capacity. He understood that he needed to do the job to the uh, extent that he has been doing it before so that when he accounts to the father, he can say, you know, but the keeper that I found is a keeper who has a good reputation, is a keeper who has good experience, is a keeper who is well known at his craft. So he did not just find some shabby dude and say, you know, look after this sheep. I'm running somewhere. I'm going to do another errand. He made sure he was intentional about the person that he seeked. That is why the Bible is clear that he went and looked for a keeper. He looked for somebody that knew the task well. So when you are a person that is pursuing your destiny, pursuing your call and you realize that God is trying to stretch your capacity and on a day that you were supposed to go and speak to somebody and you now have a mentorship gig uh, a mentorship gig and God is calling you into that space he's calling you to come and mentorship a few people you need to be a person that is able to um Look for somebody who is diligent in speaking, somebody who's qualified in speaking, somebody you know that will be able to represent well and be able to do the job well as though it was done by you and make sure that this person handles this thing. Now, a lot of us, when we get a new call or when we get a, a new gig, when we get a new assignment, we often forget our first assignment. We often forget the thing that we were first instructed. We allow it to die. We allow it to wither. We allow it to suffer. And we we run with the new thing as though uh, God did not call us in the first one, as though we did not have a purpose in the first one. For example, you realize that you were called, um, for example, to start an NGO where you are speaking to people, where you are helping people, where you are doing this and that. And in your journey as you are pursuing that NGO, God calls you to start a business that now is profit making, that now is handling certain things. And you now focus on that business and you forget about the first one the NGO and you realize that the work that the NGO was doing is suffering. The people that the NGO was helping, they're suffering. The thing about the NGO, it is losing its thing. It is losing its touch. It's losing its salt. It's losing its purpose. It is fading away. So you realize that um, we, we often run with the new one because we feel like it is more important. We feel like, you know, we have been elevated and promoted and we forget and neglect the task. But we fail to realize something about 
promotion is that once you can never be promoted before there is somebody who comes in to fill in your spot. So they promote you because they have found somebody who's an adequate replacement. So when God promotes you, there are, more, there are going to be times where he tasks you with the task to find an adequate replacement for the first task. So he's trying to see if you are responsible, if he can take you to places where you'll be able to tackle two situations at the same time, if he can take you to places where you can tackle more than one thing at the same time. So you need to be a person that is responsible over your first task that God has given or assigned to you, all right? So we're going to move on and continue reading our scripture, uh, our passage, and see what else we can find in there that is tied um, to destiny and to our core, right? So let's continue with verse number... Twenty. Let's start it from 20 again. So David rose early in the morning, left the sheep with a keeper, and took the things and went as... Jesse had commanded him, and he came to the camp as the army was going out, and he came to the camp as the army was going out to the fight, and shouting for the battle, for Israel and the Philistines had drawn up in battle array, army against army, and David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keeper, ran to the army and came and greeted his brothers. Then as he talked with them, there was, the cha- there was the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of Philistine, and he spoke according to the same words. So David had them, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the men, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. Hey! So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in this little part. It's not part of today's topic. Um, it is something that we talked about yesterday. Um, there are a lot of things, there are a lot of external factors. Um, we talked about sight um, and seeing or looking, how it influences our perception. Um, if you read the scripture again, the Bible says that they were faced army against army and Goliath came out and he began to mock them, in other words. And when they saw him and when they heard his words, they felt belittled and they ran away, they were afraid. A lot of us, um, there are a lot of situations and circumstances that we face and we feel that these things are too big for us. And because we see them and we size them up against ourselves, we lose um, our self-confidence, we lose our self-perception, we lose our self-esteem, and we begin to hide and run away from the things that God has called us to face. So I'm just going to advise you that when you are a person that is pursuing your purpose, your destiny, and your life, please do not focus on the things that are outside. Focus on the things that God has deposited in your life because those things are far greater than the things that you see outside. The Bible says greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So when you look at things that seemingly look great, seemingly look overwhelming, just remember that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, all right? So let us continue with the scripture. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. So the men of Israel said, have you seen this man who came up? Surely he has come to defy Israel and it shall... Be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches. Will give him his daughter and give his father house, 
give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. Then David spoke to the man who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For it is this for who is this uncircumcised Philistine that sec, that should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in this manner, saying, So shall it be done for the man who kills him. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, this is what I'm interested in. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger arose against David and said, Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and in the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. Right, so David now was uh, had arrived at the camp, as we read, and he was trying, uh, he was looking at the people assembling together as the armies were assembling. Then he saw Goliath, and he saw Goliath mocking and defying the armies of the Lord. And he asked a few, a simple question. He found people talking about something rather, and he asked them, like, what are you guys saying? And they answered him. And his brother heard him talking to the other people of the army, and he approached him and said, what are you doing here? What are you doing? Why have you come here? Huh? And who have you left um, our sheep with, our father's sheep with? And I want you to look at something here. Um, I wrote down a point. I said, it is, fam it is familiar faces who are going to be hurdles in your walk of destiny. It is most often than not your family, the people that you love, the people that you are closely connected with that are going to be a hurdle to your destiny. Now we look at David. David was called or sent there by his father, but it was a divine orchestration by God so that David can get there and meet David and that anger within him may arise and see and see Goliath as an uncircumcised Philistine and have this desire within him to end the reproach that he has caused over the nation of Israel. But once he got there, his brother saw him and he saw him inquiring about Goliath and his brother said to him, he said, why are you here? There are a lot of us when we are trying to pursue our purpose, you are trying to start your business nyana, there, you are trying to start your speaking there, you are trying to start your uh, you're writing your book there, you are trying to start your singing there, you are trying to start your YouTube channel so that you can show people your cooking skills, you are trying to start your Facebook channel so that you can start vlogging, you are trying to open your blog so that you can start writing inspirational stuff so that we can read and get inspired, you are trying to start whatever it is that you are trying to start and as you are trying to start and you are in the midst of starting uh, and your family or your close loved ones see you doing or see you in the act of trying to pursue what God has placed in your heart, they begin to ask you, what are you doing? What do you think you are doing? Who do you think you are? Why do you think you can do this? Why are you in this place at this time? They start to fight you uh, on something that God has already laid in your heart that you should do. They start to become a stumbling block. They start to become a, a roadblock. They start to become a hurdle in your life. They start um, giving you frustrations. They start troubling you, giving you stress. Uh, who said you can do this thing? Uh, 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 why did you start doing this thing? Why are you in this place at this time? Uh, why aren't you doing this? And funny enough, uh, Eliab goes on uh, uh, further and asks like who have you left uh, our sheep with and I, I want you to understand and I want you to know this thing I'm pretty sure 
that up until that time, that was the first time Eliab asked David about his father's sheep. Because if you understood the relationship or the kind of way that they treated David, they never saw him as anything more than a shepherd boy. So they were never concerned about the father's sheep until today. So they came up and started asking him, like, who have you left your father's sheep with? There are people or the close ones when they are trying to hinder you from pursuing your destiny, when they're trying to hinder you from pursuing your purpose, they'll begin to ask you stuff that they never asked you before. So what is going to happen to your job? They've never asked you about your job before. And you've been juggling your job well. You are not an irresponsible person. You understand that, no, this thing, I'm going to pursue it on Saturday and Sunday. I'm going to work on Monday to Friday. And Saturday and Sunday, I'll pursue what God has laid in my heart as it grows. I'll see how I'll juggle it together with the job. So they'll begin to ask you, what is, what is happening with your job? Who is going to look after your kids? They were never concerned. They never offered before to look after your kids. But today now, it is a problem because they are seeing you that you're trying to do something that they themselves cannot do. Because Eliab was part of the army. He was part of the people that were afraid. He was part of the people that were running away when they saw uh, uh, um, Goliath because there is nowhere in the scripture which says Eliab stood and started to say you know I can fight you Goliath my man I have the skill set I have the sword I have the armor I have the shield we can go one on one we can battle this out as men when other people were running Eliab was part of them so when he saw that David had a different spirit and a different character and a different approach to the thing that he has been failing at he will begin to uh, he began to arise and started to fight him because it was jealousy and anger. The Bible says anger arose within him. It was rising from a place of jealousy because he understood that I cannot do this thing. So who does David think he is? Because I have the military training. I have been doing things for the longest time. I have been in so many battles. I have killed so many people. So if I can't kill Goliath, why does David feel like he can do it? So he was angry at him because he felt that David should not have the audacity to even step foot in a battle because he does not have the abilities to be a fighter. So David looked at him and he was shocked and he dismissed him and went on about his business. So when you are a person that is pursuing your destiny, you need to understand that there are people who are close to you or your family or your parents or your guardians or your friends or your siblings that are going to arise up against the thing that you are trying to do. Rise up against the thing that God has called you for. Rise up against the thing that God has placed in your destiny. But you need to come to a point of understanding that the person that is fighting you is not the person that has called you. So you need to choose and understand that God is the one that has given me this destiny. It is God that has placed this thing within my heart. So I cannot let a person that was not there when I was called to prevent me from pursuing the call that God has given me. If I have to do it without that help, if I have to do it without that aid, I will find a way to do it outside their house. I'll find a day to do it outside their roof. If they are chasing you out because of it make sure that you rather choose god who has given you the purpose than choose somebody who does not know the details of your calling who does not know the details the ins and outs of what he has decided or determined to give to you what he has determined to call you for so you need to be a person that is very diligent in this situation to understand or know i hear you i hear you you say i'm not i'm not gifted in this manner I, 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 I have never sung before, so I, I, I shouldn't write this album that I'm trying to write. So please, I understand uh, uh, your reasons. I hear them. I hear what you are saying. I feel you, but my brother, my sister, my mom, my dad, this is something that God has laid in my heart. So I, I, 
as much as I hear you, I cannot listen to you because I need to listen to the one that has given me the call. I need to listen to the one that has um, given me the mandate. I need to be the one that listens uh, to the to, 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 to the person that has given me the call. And let us listen to David's response here. He said, and David said, what have I done? Is, the, is there not a cause? Right? So David is answering his brother. He said, what have I done? Is there not a cause? Is there not a reason? Is there not a need? Is there not a calling? Am I not needed here? There is something or there is something that is within me that is required in this very place. You realize that a lot of us, we have been derailed from our visions, our purposes, and our callings by our parents because they did fail to see that there is something that the world needed from you that you possessed. And simply because they could not see it. They felt that you did not possess it, that you did not have anything to offer. You hear those say words like, what are you going to be? Who do you think you are going to become? You are nothing like me because they feel that because they are nothing, they can distribute their nothingness to you. And there is something that I love by one of the mentors that I follow. He said, yes, that may be true to you, but it is not true to me. If you feel like there is failure in the thing that I'm possessing, then that is true to you but it is not true to me so you need to be a person that understands that you have to walk with your own truth and not the truth of another person and your truth needs to be derived from what God has said to you it needs to be derived from what God has instructed you with it needs to be derived from where God has spoken to you from so when you're a person that is pursuing destiny you cannot allow somebody who has not called you to hinder you from pursuing your call and you need to boldly arise and tell them that there is a need for this thing that I'm trying to push in the world. There is a need for this thing that God has deposited in me and I am going to birth it. I'm going to bring it out. I'm going to release it into the world because there is a need. There is a cause. There is a requirement. Somebody needs this thing that I have. All right. So we're going to move on with our scripture and move on to our next point and look at how it is going to help us in destiny. I love David so much. Uh, He's an amazing person. Right. Then he turned from him toward another and said the same thing. And these people answered him as the first one did. Oh, I love this part. Let me just finish up this part again with David. He did something. He told his brother that is there not a need? And the Bible says he turned away from him. So you need to be a person that turns away from people that are trying to derail you from your calling. You need to turn away, cut off, neglect, uh, ignore people that are trying to bring in negativity into your space, that are trying to bring in toxicity in your space, that are trying to bring in doubt into your space because you need to protect your space and your atmosphere because your atmosphere has an influence in whether or not you believe you can fulfill what God has called you for. So you need to protect and guard that atmosphere, that place, and turn away from things that are not aligned with it. Turn away from things that cannot see it. Turn away from things that do not see you as God sees you. So when you're pursuing your destiny, it is very important that you turn away from such things, all right? So let us look at the scripture and continue reading here. It says, Now when the words words which David spoke were heard, they reported him to Saul and he sent for him. Then David said to him, Let no man's heart fall because of him. Your servant will go and fight with the Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine. 
to fight with him. For you are a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took the lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it, and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defiled the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the, from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And so said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Now, I need you to realize something, that as you're pursuing your purpose and you're pursuing your call, you will realize that um, a lot of times you're going to face people that doubt you. You're going to face people that doubt you, especially if there is something lacking in your life that the world feels like it's a requirement, all right? Let's say, for example, um, you are a pastor, for example, and um, you did not finish school, right? You did not finish your, maybe you ended at form five or you got an FD at your university and people know of that. And um, you're trying to pursue your vision, you're trying to pursue your purpose. And as you're pursuing it, that people are going to come like, ah, what good can come from you because you, didn't, you couldn't even finish school. So who tells you that you can begin a church? You can start a church and you can be successful if in your life, you know, there's a lot of failure around it. You need to be a person that understands um, and be able to quote your CV. Like, I, I love what David said to him. You know, Saul was saying, you cannot go out there because you are still young. And Goliath has been a fighter or a man of war from his youth. So when you, you were young and not coming for training, at your age now, Goliath had already killed many people. So his experience in war and looking at you, your inexperience in war, you cannot match him. You cannot fight him. You are unqualified. And then David said to him, he said, you know what? While you, you were training for war in your uh, fancy schools, in your military services there, God was training me for this battle in the wilderness. So you realize that God will always train us for the purpose that he has designed for us. There is a school that he will take us to called the school of destiny, where he will take us to and prepare us for the very thing that he has called us for. So when David was being sent to be a shepherd boy, his father may have thought that he was doing it to crush his spirit, but he was not realizing that he was being prophetically being sent by God. God was using Jesse to take David to the school, which David ought to have gone to, to learn how to fight with wild things, to learn how to fight with unpeculiar things, to learn how to fight with things of great stature, things that mock, things that fight, things that terrify and cause tremble and fear into people, so that he had an because God had an understanding that there will come a time where Goliath will arise and fight the armies of God and I need a fighter that does not know how to use a sword that does not know how to use a shield but has the ability to fight with things that do not use swords and shields, things that are wild things that roar, things that rumble things that cause fear within you so God took David to the school of destiny, that is unorthodox that is, un that when people look at it, they feel like, ah that is not like a luxurious school, it is not a, uh, uh, an ivy 
league school as these things are called so you realize that god has taken you through places in your life and as you look back and you are facing your purpose and your destiny you can see that all these things were adding up to the place that you are at right now they were adding up to the thing that god has called you for right now they were adding up to your tuition to what god had intended you for so though you may not have gone through the correct school that people may have desired you to go through you went through the right school for your destiny you went through the right path for your calling you went through the right path for your purpose so you realize that god will always train you for the place where he's taking you to so once you encounter your purpose do not be afraid do not feel like you know what i do not have uh the abilities i do not have the strength i do not have the potential god has already taken you through the right steps and when he opens that door for you he knows that you are ready so you must trust that god will always train you in his own way for your destiny right he will always train you in his own way for your destiny and another thing that i love in the scripture um which is the final part of our uh a segment before we close up because we're left with five minutes on the show uh you realize that god or our battles in life will always reveal to us our destinies. So if you are a person that has faced a lot of battles in your life and you are looking for your destiny, you are looking for your purpose, you are trying to understand what your purpose is, you are trying to understand what God has called you for, you want to know or know what exactly um, am I supposed to be doing in this earth? Because it is a question that we ask ourselves a lot. It is a thing that we ask ourselves a lot. You want to understand um, what God has called you for. You are often there, seated at your home. You know, you are seeing people pursuing their destinies. You are seeing people pursuing their callings. And you, you, you don't know what your destiny is. You don't know what your calling is. You are there, you are seated at home, and you are asking yourself, what exactly is my purpose? What exactly am I here for? What exactly has God intended for my life? What exactly does God want to do with me? Where does God want to take me? What am I meant to do? What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? Who am I supposed to be? So as we look at the scripture and as David was saying, he said that um, I fought a bear and I fought a lion and the Lord delivered me from these things. These battles that David was fighting, they were revealing to him his purpose. They were revealing to him his destiny. They were revealing to him where God had intended to take him. So you realize that if you're a person that does not know your destiny yet, that there's no revelation of his purpose, that has no revelation of where God is taking him, just look into the battles that you have in your life. Just look into the things that you've been struggling with in your life. Just look at the places that God has, uh, or the places that you have been where you feel like this has been my darkest hour. Look into your trauma. Look into your pain. Look into your areas where you have lost certain things and begin to look to the future because the past always tells the future. Your past always reveals the future. You can look to the past so that you can decode the future. So the past or what you have gone through in your past, what you have gone through in your battles they are revealing to you where you're going for example if you're a person that has been dealing with a lot of trauma in an area you have so much scars when it comes to relationships all your relationships have been bad all your relationships have been terrible i mean there are bad relationships but yours you know they can be used as examples for uh -uh, i don't want a relationship that like that one you realize that that is revealing to you that later in life you are going to be a relationship counselor and you're going to be able to tell people this is what you should avoid in a relationship this is what you should avoid in this and that this is the steps that 
you should take when you are trying to get into a relationship. This is what you should do when you are trying to do in a relationship. God was rather using you as a candidate to help other people because you realize that there are people out there that can never be saved or that can never be changed or that can never be lifted up unless they encounter somebody that has gone through the same thing that I've gone through. You see, you look at Israel. These people have never encountered a thing like Goliath. They had never encountered a thing like Goliath. They had never been in the presence of a wild thing like Goliath. They had never experienced a thing like Goliath. So none of them was a candidate to save Israel. So you realize that David, the one who spent time encountering lions, encountering bears, encountering wild things, things trying to steal away his sheep, things trying to destroy his father's flock. He was the right candidate because he had faced those things before in his past. So the things that you have faced in your life, they are revealing to you where God is trying to take you. They are revealing to you the places that God is trying to take you. If you find yourself that you are a person that is of low surface, you feel like you are an introvert, you are closed up. You are rather not an introvert. You are rather not closed up. You are rather not shy. You are rather not closed up. God is trying to show you uh, 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 how those people are living, what those people are going through, what those people are experiencing, so that the time that he takes you out and takes you to a place where you can help these people, you can be relevant to them. You can relate to them. They can be able to understand what you are saying. You can understand their lingo. You can understand the words that they use. And you can be able to lift them up from that place and take them to a place where they can be saved, to take them to a place where they can be able to have confidence within themselves and say, you know what, this is something that I want to follow. This is something that I want to try and do. This is something that I want to pursue. So as a person of destiny, you need to be very watchful of your battles. You need to be very watchful of the things that you are going through. You need to be very watchful of the places that God is taking you through. Now, as we close up the segment, we're just going to go through all the things that we mentioned um, as we're in through uh to in today's shift talk and i hope that you guys were really blessed about today and um for my facebook live fans um my facebook live viewers i'm very sorry that i came in late today um but um we'll be on again next week thursday this coming week thursday this coming week friday seven to eight um in the evening and then we'll be back again in the morning um eight to ten on saturdays and i'll be having a very special surprise for you next week saturday so stay tuned and stay watching um so we today we talked about destiny and we looked at david's life as a reference point for destiny and we got a few things from him. We learned a few things from him. The first thing that we learned is that when you're a person pursuing destiny, do not neglect the seemingly unglorious tasks or assignments that God has given you because it is in those tasks where God has given or has set up your destiny to be unraveled and unrooted. Uh, the next thing that we looked at is that as a person of destiny, as you're pursuing your destiny, do not neglect your first assignment um, to run with your second assignment that God has given you. The third thing that we looked at is that as you are pursuing your assignment, um, there are a lot of people that are close to you that are going to be hurdles to your call, that are going to be hurdles to your uh, vision, that are going to be hurdles to your mandate. The thing that you ought to do when you encounter such, just turn your back away from them like David did and close them out and protect your atmosphere, all right, so that they do not hinder your belief system. They do not hinder what you believe in, where you believe you want to go in life, right? And the next thing that we looked at is that 
that um, a lot of people are going to feel you're not qualified for your purpose. So just tell them that God has qualified you because he said the same God, David said the same God that delivered me from the lion and the bear will deliver me from, uh, from Goliath. He will deliver me from Goliath. So tell them that the grace of God will qualify you to do the task that God has appointed you to do. So tell them you're not relying on your strength. You're not relying on your abilities. Um, so you agree with them. You're not qualified, but because it is the strength of the Lord that worketh through you, you are rather therefore now qualified to be able to pursue the thing that you want to pursue. All right. So, and the third thing that we, the fourth thing rather that we talked about is that our battles are revealers of our destiny. So if you're a person there and you don't know what your destiny is, just look into your battles, just look into your past, just look into your trauma. They will begin to suggest to you where God is trying to take you, what God is trying to use you for, what God is trying to do with your life. All right. And the last thing that we looked at was that um, God will train you in his own way for your purpose for your destiny. So do not worry that your life did not go the way that you wanted. Maybe you had wanted Horino. I wanted to have gone to university and then I wanted to have gone to um, United States. I wanted to have been this and that. I want you to know that the path that you are going on right now, God is going to use it and he's going to use it to take you to the correct place where you're supposed to be at the right time. Look at David, man. David was like the, the least dude in his, in his family, but he became king later in life life because God had taken him through another route that other kings did not take. Other kings are appointed because of birth. You are born into kinship. You are born into royalty, but David was a shepherd boy. He was just there uh, and God had brought him through a different route and took him to, um, to becoming a king. So whatever it is that you want to do in life, whatever you feel like God has pressed in your life, God will take you there his way. So stop looking at the other way that people took. Stop looking at other people and what they did to get there. Just trust in God that he will take you where you need to be when the time is right. So that was the last thing that we looked at. So we'll be back again next week, Thursday. Uh, and Friday and Saturday, um, all the things that we talked about on Thursday, this Friday, this Friday and this Saturday will be broken down and put up on our podcast on the Cross FM, the Supernatural Network. Just look up the website and begin to listen and tune in. And um, I'm super excited to have been with you guys today yet again. Um, I'm super excited about the Shift Talk. These were our first three opening shows. Next week, we're going to introduce what we call a series and we'll be able to talk about one topic for quite some number of times so that we can look into it in depth and be able to um, help us, help you, help me as well and have a conversation on such stuff. So I'm super excited to have had you guys here with me. Thank you guys yet again for watching. You guys are amazing. Thank you guys for listening. You guys are amazing. I hope you have a blessed Saturday. Go out, have fun, chill with your friends. I hope the rain will not disturb us today. Just have fun and chill with your friends and tune into the next segment of the show that is going to come up now. This has been an amazing show. This is Mr. Mindshift signing out with um, Spirits of Praise. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs>